Let's be honest. Life can be pretty hard at times. We all face choice points and crises, large and small, each and every day, and it can be difficult to determine the best path to take in the moment, the one that will serve to improve our overall experience of life and that aligns with our values, beliefs, and core principles. This Life Without Limits aims to illuminate ways we can transform our lives in order to render them more powerful, productive, enjoyable, fulfilling, and yeah, with virtually no limitations. I'll be hosting conversations with men and women who have powerful insights to share with respect to how they have transformed their own lives. And I'll also be sharing some of my own experiences related to aspects of spirituality, mental and emotional health, physical health and fitness, and living a life of service, which supports my mission to give you the tools you need to cultivate a lasting and durable sense of holistic well-being in your own life. What can you do to help grow this mission? Subscribe to this Life Without Limits wherever you enjoy podcast content and follow along on Facebook or Instagram by searching for this Life Without Limits and giving us a like or a follow. You can also learn more by visiting my website, westonmcporter.com and clicking on This Life Without Limits in the navigation bar. So if you're ready to achieve escape velocity in your life, I hope you'll join us and spread the word to others you know who could use some support in this realm. Thanks so much for joining me. And now, on to today's episode. Hey there, friends, and welcome to This Life Without Limits. I'm your host, Weston McCorder, and I'm incredibly grateful that you have chosen to share some time with me. It is my mission here to discuss all manner of ways we can bring meaningful changes to our lives in order to render them more powerful, productive, enjoyable, fulfilling, and in alignment with our innermost values and principles. My focus is on helping you transform your life into one of holistic well-being through the aspects of spirituality, mental and emotional health, physical health and fitness, and service to others. I am beyond thrilled to have this conversation with you and hope you feel the same way. Before we get going on today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to my very good friend, Billy Hayes, who composed the intro and outro music for the podcast. Billy and I have known each other for over 30 years. We played in bands together in high school and beyond. He's super creative and super talented, and I'm just beyond grateful that he chose to contribute to the podcast in a way that makes it super special. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into episode number two. Last month served as a bit of an introduction to what I'm intending to get into here on the podcast, as well as over on my website, westonmccorder.com. Today's episode will be a bit of a continuation of that and an expansion on the four aspects of holistic well-being that comprise the core framework of This Life Without Limits. To set the stage a little bit, I am recording this episode from a little RV trailer at the Dark Sky RV Campground in Kanab, Utah. I came out here last week to attend the Kanab Film Fest put on by my good friends Jeff and Britt Roth, and I decided to extend the trip a bit to enjoy the beauty of Southern Utah. This is my first time out here, and trust me when I say this is one of the most beautiful and spiritually charged places in North America. It's just gorgeous and powerful. I also wanted to let you know that you may hear some crickets in the background, Maybe you hear some cars rolling by on Highway 89 into Kanab. Um, those aren't sound effects. That's actually like going down right now. So 
Um, I wanted to get this episode ready to record out here because, you know, it's just such a special place. Uh, and I have some really amazing memories to take back to New Orleans with me. Oh, hey, I almost forgot. Uh, it is my baby sister's birthday today. So happy birthday, Wheezy. Um, I love you and I miss you and I hope you had a wonderful day today. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so what am I talking about when I say there are four aspects of holistic well-being that, when nurtured in an intentional and consistent manner, empower you to live a life without limits? Essentially, I'm talking about spiritual well-being, psychological well-being, physical well-being, and social or relational well-being. These four aspects are arranged in such a way as to work from the inside out. Because I believe that the sequence matters, beginning within oneself to connect with our own individual sense of spirit and divinity is crucial to establishing a basis for mastery of the gradually more physical aspects. Yes, these aspects are all interdependent and when fully engaged can support times of weaknesses in the others. A healthy social interaction can certainly bring us peace of mind, but when our mental or emotional states are a wreck, it's often hard to feel motivated to reach out and help others. In times like that, I often reach for my bike and head out on the road for hours, focusing on developing my physical well-being in order to bring my mind into alignment so that I can regain a sense of stillness and equanimity. That's what works for me, which is probably reason enough to pause for a minute and explicitly say that whatever content you consume here or on my website or through social media or the newsletter is simply meant to act as a guide, a suggestion, a thought starter. I feel compelled to say this before we get to know each other too well, that I am not trained academically or professionally in any way that gives me the right or ability to offer a definitive prescription for what you should specifically do in your life to set things straight. What I am is a guy who's had a lot of experiences, made some decent and some really poor choices in life, and learned a ton, I'm still learning a ton, and just want to share those with you in hopes that maybe you'll be inspired, as I have from other influential voices in my life, to think differently about your circumstances. My own story begins from a profound sense of disempowerment in my life that I really became aware of only a few years ago in my mid-40s. Some of that disempowerment came from some really shitty choices I've made. Some of the disempowerment came from my upbringing and how I was parented as a child and even into young adulthood. Still more of that disempowerment came as a result of my own ego running rampant and unchecked in my life, which took me down roads I probably would not have traveled had I been a little more aware and present in those moments of choice. I don't look back on any of this with regret. Hell, I, I wouldn't even be here right now recording this podcast if I was still mired in the shame and regret that paralyzed me for years. I hope if you're listening and nodding your head to what you're hearing or finding parallels in your own life that you can also look back without regret. I realize that may be too much to ask in this moment. And for me, it's taken a long time and a spiritual awakening to honor all aspects of my life and try my best not to judge myself too harshly. As a recovering Southern Baptist, trust me, that's a pretty tall order. And I know some of my Jewish friends out there are going to need a neck brace after listening to that last little bit. So more about all that is going to come to light eventually. But for now, let's talk about each aspect. 
The first aspect is spiritual well-being. I believe this component of our life forms the deep root system from which all other aspects grow. Now, I want to be clear that I'm in no way insisting that you need to believe what I do, or frankly, that you really need to believe in anything at all. As I mentioned a second ago, I was baptized into the Southern Baptist Church at an early age, and much of the foundational beliefs and core values I still hold relate in some way back to the dogmatic framework of Christianity that I was raised in and around for over 20 years of my life. It wasn't necessarily a bad way to be introduced to God, but it certainly proved challenging to adhere to once my behavior became, quote-unquote, problematic as an adolescent and young man. As I sit here today, I would consider myself much more open to the idea of a personal connection to God, the universe, and all things from a much purer, energetic sense. A belief system that tries to dismiss with the notion of other and to meet the world with openness and compassion. In his book, Success Through Stillness, Russell Simmons talks about a transcendental meditation program for veterans suffering from severe PTSD and related social disorders, where the individuals were asked to repeat the mantra, that person is just like me, as a means of healing the deep fear and anxiety brought on by exposure to traumatic combat-related experiences. I have repeated that mantra to myself when dealing with difficult individuals, when pulling up to a stoplight and watching the panhandlers ask for money, and when, yes, I will admit it, I watch political leaders and people in power make decisions and enact policies I definitely have an opposing viewpoint on. This practice has proven to be challenging to implement at times, primarily because my ego is so caught up in the preciousness and specialness of my own experience. It's kind of bullshit, and it's really caused a great deal of psychological and emotional friction in my adult life. But the practice has led me to heal and to forgive and to build connection where once there was only severe hurt and disconnect. I believe there are practices you can adopt in your life that have nothing to do with religion or a specific belief framework that you can build your sense of internal power and connection to yourself and others. Practices like meditation, prayer, regular expressions of thankfulness and acts of gratitude, creating sacred rituals and retreats to build connection with, or reconnect to your higher sense of self, that part of you that knows no limitations. We all have it within us to transcend the weight that often comes with our conscious experience. It's there, if we're willing to nurture the connection. The second aspect is psychological well-being. When I talk about psychological well-being, what I'm really talking about is cultivating mental and emotional health. Here, I also want to pause and say that if you're listening to this podcast or you read my blog or anything else I put out and you know you suffer from or you think you might suffer from some diagnosable mental or emotional health issue, please make sure that you take that seriously and seek professional guidance and support. My own bouts of depression and anxiety and addiction have been manageable through therapy, cultivating a sense of optimism, and breaking some compulsive habits. For me, making some different choices in lifestyle have had really positive effects. It's not like that for everyone, and I know that. So please don't think you can heal your thoughts of harming yourself just by journaling. That's bullshit, and you know it. Get the help that you need, 
and I'll still be here to support you and offer you some additional strategies on how to build a framework to support formal interventions. So one thing that goes for pretty much all of us is that our mind has way too much control over our thoughts, feelings, emotions, and actions for way too long. We can fall into a trap of believing stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, even if they are the most ridiculous and cruel and asinine lies. That's the literal definition of a mindfuck. Our current cultural norms are practically defined by our compulsive need to react in an instant to like or dislike something. We swipe left on shit we'd rather not face and swipe right on shit that might not be in our best interest. Like it or not, our deepest cognitive foundation hasn't changed a whole lot over the thousands of years of evolution. We're still pretty much hairless monkeys whose sole motivation in life revolves around three Fs. I'll let you figure out what those Fs are on your own. So the overload of inconsequential stimulus in our lives really just serves to deepen our sense of psychological instability. It's craziness. We are literally making ourselves crazy. I believe the way out is through a disciplined routine focusing on knowing yourself deeply and not settling for default thoughts that lead to default behavior and choices. I don't care how old you are or how deeply entrenched you feel your self-perception is. If you want to release the weight that is holding you down, you can make a choice to put it down. You can read something new. You can write about something new. You can listen to a podcast or a lecture on a subject you might be slightly curious about or have an opposing view from. And for the duration of that podcast or lecture, just allow yourself to sit and just notice where your triggers are. Have a conversation with a person and truly work to come to an understanding of their viewpoint, whether you agree or not. What makes you mad? What makes you sad? What do you love? What do you hate? Can you allow yourself to sit in an uncomfortable situation and just breathe? Take five breaths? Take ten breaths? Can you sit in the space between stimulus and response and do nothing? When you begin to wrestle the control of your mind back, you will begin to experience a lightness and a freedom like never before. The third aspect is physical well-being. This is, for most folks, where they always want to begin their personal transformation. They think that if they can quote-unquote fix how they look on the outside, that somehow that will translate into deeper understanding of self and eventually a higher connection to consciousness. I will agree that improving your physical health and well-being can no doubt lead to increased self-esteem, which has all sorts of great benefits to your mental and emotional well-being. And if you're into kundalini yoga or tai chi, then certainly you are very likely keeping your connection to spirit through a physical expression. But many of us come from a place where the on-ramp to physical well-being is blocked by poor diet, addiction, family or financial challenges, poor time management, lack of commitment, peer pressure, exhaustion, poor life balance, and much more. You may be saying to yourself, but yeah, dude, you, you say that and you look pretty good for 47. It must not be that hard for you. And all I can say is thank you. Uh, but in the same breath, I acknowledge that I still battle on the daily with abusive and addictive compulsion, which is a major struggle in my life. Whether it's alcohol or ice cream or pizza, I want it and I want a lot of it. 
now. It's also hot as hell where I live, and I can sure find plenty of excuses not to go outside and exercise. I'm also a single dad, and am 100% committed to being a healthy and active father to my children. I'm also a professional, and have plenty of work obligations that require my time and attention. Am I pretty stoked with where I am physically right now? Absolutely. But I don't take it for granted, and I have to put in tons of work to maintain a level of physical health that aligns with my view of who I am as a person and who I want to be. Over the course of future conversations here on the podcast and writings on my blog, I'll be diving into the importance of sleep and diet as well as exercise, pushing physical limits and the super interesting topics of sexuality and sexual health and how crucial that component of our lives is when we consider the deep healing that many of us need to do around those issues. Yes, I am raising my hand here too, even though you can't see it. The final aspect is social or relational well-being. What do I mean by this? I'm not talking about being the life of the party or the best at being a friend to animals. I'm essentially talking about achieving a deep sense of meaning and well-being through serving others. In many ways, this fourth aspect is an obligation or duty you undertake as a result of the mastery of the other three. This last aspect is where you not only give yourself and your gifts to the world, your partner, children, family, community, workplace, etc., but in doing so, you illuminate the path of growth and development for them and incite them to take up their own journey. I believe this last aspect gets left until way too late in life. We might have a glimpse of it in our youth and young adulthood, but oftentimes it gets deeply buried or subjugated to our ambitions related to our careers or our obligations related to rearing our own children. Sometimes we lose track of our purpose because of poor choices or addictions or circumstances beyond our control that just knock us off track. Whatever the case may be, there is a way back to that connection to power and purpose within ourselves, no matter how far off the path we may have strayed or been not. That path is what leads us toward this life without limits. I believe that path passes through connection to spirit, however you choose to define that, gaining a deeper understanding of how our minds and emotions can undermine or support us, caring for our physical bodies, and then passionately engaging this world to empower those around us who may need help getting onto the path themselves. This is the challenge I've set out for myself, and it's the challenge I invite you to consider for your own life. So that's it for this evening. As always, I wish you health and happiness from here under the Milky Way in Southern Utah. Be good to yourselves and be good to others. And we'll see you back here soon. That's it for this episode of This Life Without Limits. I hope you will join me again for future shows. If you want to make sure to get the latest episode delivered to you automatically, please take a moment and subscribe on whatever platform you use to enjoy podcasts. 
Also, if you would take just a moment and drop a review for the show and any thoughts or comments you might feel like sharing, that would go a long way to helping me get this message out to others who need it. I also want to give another shout out to my man, Billy Hayes, for his killer work on the music for the podcast. Seriously, brother, you took this from zero to pro in no time at all. Thank you for your friendship and for sharing your talent with me. This Life Without Limits is brought to you without the financial support of advertisers. However, if you like what you hear and would like to support the podcast and the other content I'm putting out, you can show your support at patreon.com forward slash this life without limits. Don't forget to visit westonmcquarter.com where you can dig into some further writing on my blog and sign up for my newsletter, Escape Velocity, to learn about upcoming events, webinars, online workshops, coaching services, and a whole lot more. Thanks again for joining me, and I look forward to next time. Until then, here's to a life without limits, my friends.